What's going on, family? What's going on? What's going down with Shaking? Welcome to another episode of Nonfiction with Jonathan So I believe this is episode number 11 in my uh, nonfiction series. Nonfiction, I talk about headlines. I talk about what's going on in the news. And this episode in particular, let me take my glasses off. I wanted to kind of freestyle a little bit because I wanted to talk, but it's like so much going on. But I guess this is just going to be a venting kind of a thing. Uh, a couple of things. One, I know this quarantine shit is mad inconvenient. Uh, some of us are working. Some of us got laid off. Uh, you know, the the folk who got laid off, I feel like if it had to happen, um, you know, at least there are resources that the government is telling us are available. And I remember years ago when I filed for unemployment, you know, I had to go down to the office, I had to do this, that, and the third. Now, in some states, you just call. And, you know, it's an automatic kind of system. And the people who have been getting uh, social, uh, you know, like the social safety net, the social services, uh, you know, those are freely available from what I'm understanding. So at least the resources are there. I'm not going to sit here and say, if it had to happen, I'm just going to say there are resources available. Um, Another good thing is, is that most of the food that we get in our grocery stores are in country, okay? If that we had to import a lot of food, we would be in trouble. I'm reaching up on my bookshelf, and I'm looking at three medicines that I'm taking right now, temporarily, hopefully. And I looked on three of them, and all of them are manufactured in India. The companies, it says it's, uh, it says manufactured for, and then it says, say, in Baltimore, for example, but then it's manufactured in Goya, India. This one, uh, yeah, it's supposed to be manufactured in New Jersey, manufactured for a company in New Jersey, but it's in Tanglagana, India. And this one, so where are you taking so many medicines? Uh, this one's supposed to be in Cranberry, New Jersey, and this one is manufactured. In Gu uh, Gugaret, it's India, India. So, if we was in the situation where we had to import those kind of food goods, we'd be in trouble. But in America, at least, we don't have to do it. And hopefully, in uh, most industrialized countries, you're not having to import a lot of your food. If you're an island nation or something like that, you may have that scenario. So it could be where we could be in the Philippines. Philippines Duarte is telling his, his officers, if you guys get in a little scuffle with people breaking breaking the quarantine, shoot them dead. So it's not I, I try I see here's the thing. You that whole glass half empty, half full, you have to look at it half full for your mental health. For the brain cells to kick in and the connections and the memory and all that shit that you need to survive and make good decisions under pressure. That comes to you, in my opinion, when you see the glass half full. You know what I mean? And plus, it lowers your stress level kind of thing. Because the glass is the glass no matter what. But how you react to the glass. So so that's one. So I'm, I'm going to go to my Twitter real quick. I mostly stay on Twitter. I'm just, I still don't understand Instagram, to be honest with you. I thought it was just a place to look at girls. But apparently, information is shared on, <laughs> on Instagram. The latest thing I noticed 
is that uh, people in the, the, the authority figures are telling us that you don't need to buy these masks. You can't see it, but I got a mask. I bought these from Home Depot uh, in February. I started getting a sniff. Oh, shit. They're going to be panicking soon. So I went to Home Depot and I got some uh, some masks from the uh, the painter the painter aisle. You know where you get by painting shit. <clears throat> and um, and I got some uh, some toilet paper because you can buy toilet paper at Home Depot. Contractors know about that kind of stuff. So anyway, so now I'm looking on Twitter. I'm looking at our Surgeon General, uh, Surgeon General uh, Jerome Adams. And he's basically saying, take a T-shirt. And he's showing you how to fold it up, how to cut it up, fold it up, and use two rubber bands. And you can make a mask. So the conspiracy brother in me says, well, they're doing that because they're trying to lower the demand on masks by the public so that the medical professionals can get the mask. That's the conspiracy brother in me. Now, the conspiracy brother isn't always wrong. But, you know, why does it matter? Because my mask is going to run out. <laughs> so at least they're giving us an option. Yeah, my mask about to run out. So at least they're giving us an option. Now, in the beginning, they told us, oh, you only have to wear a mask if you're sick or if you're a medical professional. I'm neither. I mean, I got seasonal allergies. That's about it. But, um, but I'm neither. So I wonder, has, so it looks like maybe that uh, guidance has changed. So I'm looking here, and it says uh, CDC, uh, I'm at, at CDC.gov, D-I-Y-K, CDC's recommendation on wearing a cloth face covering may help protect the most vulnerable from COVID-19. Watch Surgeon General Jerome Adams make a face covering uh, in a few easy steps. So sometimes the why isn't important. But the conspiracy brother in me, it's hard to turn them off. So I'm just telling you, this is what you're going to see in the news, that all you got to do is wear a bandana. I think even Dr. Oz was seen on on video making a bandana. You know, you fold in a bandana to cover your mouth. So, okay, whatever. The thing that I think that really is interesting to me, other than just making sure my family's safe, obviously, is that America is not as prepared for anything other than like military occupation. They got the soldiers out like that. They got the National Guard out like that. But you can't get them ventilators. You can't get them masks. You want some soldiers in your town. You want some police in your town. They got them like that. But if you need masks, if you need a vaccine, they're cutting the shit out of the CDC budget. You know, you can't even really watch the press conference no more because they don't tell you shit. You might as well just read the tweets. Because the, the all the reporters do is ask, I got to say it, them gotcha questions. You know, I don't want to agree with Trump, but that's true. I don't give a fuck that 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 Jared Kushner, whatever the mother, the skinny guy's name is, don't know what the hell he's talking about. Okay, yeah, maybe it is who our whatever. I want to know when are the soldiers going to leave. That's what I want to know. I want to know 
is that financial aid that you promised the people, are they really going to get it? Are they going to mail out the checks? Are we going to get them before November 2nd or 3rd, whatever election day is? I want to know those kinds of, the reporters don't ask that. They ask these, I need a good headline for my tweet question. Or they, you know, they, they don't ask questions that, that, it's like they're separated from the people. I really don't care. I don't care that, uh, I don't care, well, and my concern that the Surgeon General is not in charge of this thing instead of Mike Pence. Yeah, I'm a concern. But, the, you know, Trump keeps shuffling the deck because people leave and different things and you know, all he cares about the market. It's just, it's the weirdest thing. I know that he's a, I know that, I don't, I don't know the guy, right? I don't know Trump, but I know people like him. I know narcissistic people like him and narcissistic type people. They never learn. They never learn. They never learn. But I hope the American people learn i hope the american people particularly those white folks those white women in particular who voted for him i hope they learn now here's the funny thing they're not giving us bernie sanders who might be an alternative and i say might because i don't know what bernie's doing in vermont you, you know what i mean it's like they hail bernie as this great big alternative but he caucuses with the democrats far as i know and i thought he'd get support when he runs from the democratic machine that's what i thought i could be wrong so i kind of see bernie as a sheepdog you know any sheep that go astray they send bernie out there to go get him and bring him back in the fold so when they have the convention then everybody's going with the with the status quo people that's really how i see bernie now i just saw again on twitter where um uh the green party has uh, asked uh, Bernie to come on their side and be their presidential candidate. Now, see, if Bernie is really about that, I hate to say that so, so youthful, about that life, it's really about that life, I think he'll go with the Green Party. I would, go, I would go with the Green Party if he ran, if he ran, because we need somebody in office who gives a fuck about a stockpile. We need somebody who's office who's okay with having infrastructure in place that we don't need every day. The pandemic team, we don't need them every day, but when we need them, we need them. We don't need to have the federal government run like a business where you cutting costs here and there to make it run like an efficient machine. We don't need that. That's not, you don't run government that way. If you want to cut some government, cut down, get rid of Homeland Security. We don't need that. Homeland Security... That was a huge, big new government agency W put in place. They're not helping us. I'm not saying I don't want them people to lose their jobs. They could be absorbed in other parts of the government. What I'm saying is it's pretty obvious that America's infrastructure when it comes to medical is weak. Shit, I thought the roads and the bridges was fucked up. No, the infrastructure for the people in terms of health is weak. Let me ask you this question. How many hospitals has closed down in your area in the last 10 years, I would say? I think maybe three have closed down in my area. One major one that was open 
in the fucking 1800s, run by nuns, is closed. They're going to build fucking condos there. And uh, the last advertisement I read from the newspaper was like, uh, they're going to have health boutiques and all this fancy shit. Right in the middle of Washington, D.C. Single family homes all around. Black neighbors, neighborhood, the whole place. A lot of black doctors was from there from the 70s. A lot of black doctors. Now they all got their own practices. They closed that place down. Right smack middle of uh, Northwest. We need hospitals, fam. I think that the government should get rid of the Department of Homeland Security and have some kind of health situation. And they should nationalize a lot of this stuff, nationalize the hospitals. That should, we should never experience this kind of bullshit again. Because the people can't afford to miss work. You think it's stressful being sick. It's stressful being sick and unemployed. That's some stress. So when you recover, now you got to look for it. Oh, my God. Now when you recover, you got to look for a job. And you got debt. That make you want to not recover. This capitalism shit is killing us, yo. It's killing us. When I look at these, this is vulnerable. This make us vulnerable. So these medicines, right? They come from India. I read or heard that India is is is, is restricting their exports. So they have enough material for medicines for their own people. And that's not a bad thing to do. I'm not, I'm not mad at India for that. I'm mad at 3M for selling all those masks to China in February, knowing that the COVID thing was declared in, in December to, uh, 2019. I'm mad at them for that. I'm mad when I look at the... I watch Cuomo. I'm not in the New York State, but I watch Cuomo because, you know, he he speaks well. I hate to say he's articulate. He speaks well, but he kind of gives you a lot of details about what's going on behind the scenes. And one of the clips that I have is he's saying that the private hospitals, the public hospitals, uh, the cities, the states, and the federal government are all competing for these medical supplies. And the word he used was ironic. He said, and ironically, we all competing. We all going to China to buy the shit. So wouldn't you think that there would be some kind of coordinated response, a.k.a. Mike Pence, you know, his 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 department or whatever, one coordinated response that we would buy in bulk so and, and then everybody get what they need as opposed to all these people calling? I mean, the way he described it, that's some disorganized shit right there. Well, what the fuck is the government supposed to... <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Now, I'm no fan of Obama. I'm really not. Do I think that it was inspiring to see him and his family up there? Hell fucking yeah. I was there on the, uh, in, on the lawn when he got sworn in the first time. I was there. It took me... I got off the train. It was so crowded. I got off the train. It took me 30 minutes to get out the escalator. When before it take you 10 minutes, you know, it took me about 30, 30, 45 minutes to get the escalator, you know, just because it was so crowded. I never seen it that packed. 
It wasn't that packed during the Million Man March. Although I didn't take the escalator, you know, the elevator, the, the train then. And I, I don't want to go, the long and short of it is, is that at least Obama set up some kind of infrastructure for the pandemic when that, uh, when that Ebola shit broke out. Trump dismantled all of that. Now, I know there's no Trump supporter that's listening to me. I know that. that everybody, you know, it's, you know how the algorithm listens to you when you, and then when you go on the internet, it feeds you shit. We kind of do that naturally. We kind of filter out. So all the Trump people, they listen to other Trump people. And then the anti-Trump people listen to anti-Trump. I, I understand all that. So I'm not going to make the mistake of preaching to those guys. All I'm saying is, there's a such thing as competence. And I got to be honest with you. I'm not, I'm not interested in voting for another non-office-holding politician for president anymore. Not after this. Not after this. I'm, 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 I would like Cuomo. I don't know if he's one of those politi- put a cop in, you know, on every street corner. I don't know if he's one of those type of guys, but I like Cuomo, man. I like Cuomo. The way the way he presents himself, the organization, all that kind of stuff, gives you a good report every day. Now, my governor, he's doing that, and it's it's more simple. He doesn't have the fancy graphics and stuff like CNN or whatever, you know, because we're a smaller state. Hold on for a second. We're a smaller state. But he, he gives us, you know, he gives us the uh, updates every day. But America's vulnerable primarily because so many of us are overweight and unhealthy. And so, you know, for us to be vulnerable like that, I mean, you, we need somebody that can, can have our back or else why are we paying taxes? You know what I mean? Just, you know, well, we know the tax is not, not used properly, but I don't see a reason. Now, now this is the one I rant when I go to a different spot. I don't see a reason to vote, fam. I really don't. I'm not seeing a reason to vote. I'm not going to vote for uh, for uh, for for Biden. I'm not going to do it. I know too much about his history, his segregationist racial type history. I'm not saying he was a segregationist, but I'm saying he he kind of related to him. I know that he was one of those guys that put that crime bill in the in the '80s. Wasn't it? Was in the '90s together? 90, the '94 crime bill was it? I'm not voting for that motherfucker. And then again, I don't want to vote for Trump either. Not because, you know, he's racist or whatever. I think he gave some money to HBCUs, which I think is important. Although so many non-African people go to the to HBCUs. And, and then if you're African-American, you don't even get no scholarship. That's the fucked up part about it. I tried to go to, to HBCU when I was uh, younger. They couldn't give me no money. But the white school gave me money. What's the point of HBCU? What's the point? If you can't afford to go there. But Trump gave the HBCUs money. I mean, that's that's to be applauded. Trump has seemingly kept us out of a lot of wars. And I say seemingly. Did he did he uh, murder that uh, that that uh? That Iraqi general, I mean, sorry, Iranian general, absolutely. That was wrong. 
because that guy was helping the Iraqis. He was training the Iraqis, from what I understand, fight, you know, these, uh, whatever the new name is, Dash or ISIS or ISIL, the Legion of Doom, whatever fucking name they come up with for them. It's funny they don't never attack Israel. Israel right there. They don't, they don't attack them. The only Jews in the area, they just they just fight other Arabs. I just think that's funny. I'm not saying Israel's behind it. I wouldn't say that because I don't know, but I just find it strange. You know what I mean? I got another show where I review comics. If a comic book villain ran past Batman to, to fight Spider-Man, then uh, I'd be like, What's this about? <laughs> you know what I mean? You'll find out that Batman is paying off the villain. You know what I mean? You find that out, man. But this is real life. It doesn't work that way. Of course not. I just want you guys to stay safe. Keep your head up. Um, In all my doomsday scenarios, see, 10 years ago, right? 10, 15 years ago, I discovered this guy named Alex Jones. Now, all you got to know is Alex Jones now, but I, 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 maybe 20 years ago. I can't remember. It was, I would say in the early 2000s. That's what I would say. Yeah, early 2000s. Now, who I, I, before I knew about Alex Jones, I got this, I got this movie called Loose Change. And uh, for the conspiracy heads, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Loose Change was a movie about the airplanes that flew in 9-11 during the towers, right? The, the, the Twin Towers and Building 7. These four college kids put their money together and they did this movie. It was the first, the way it was touted, it was the first blockbuster on the internet because they had a million downloads. That was like the first thing that got a million downloads. I actually got the DVD. I ordered it back in the day. But what that did for me was that caused me to question the official story with some, with some enthusiasm, not just say, oh yeah, that sounds suspicious, but never. Because I always heard about the black helicopters and, in, in the black neighborhoods, the helicopter, you could, you couldn't see him, you know, you could hear him or whatever. And the, the, I always heard about that. I always heard about the, you know, the surveillance and, you know, New York city was infamous for cops in plain clothes, riding through, jumping out, grabbing people. That's how I first introduced to my political side when, uh, Amadou Diallo was, assault, was assaulted and stuff. So that's always been in the black community. It's impossible for us to not know about, dark, you know, government agendas because racism is institutionalized. And so you got to have that kind of thing for it to work. So certain things I've always heard from my elders, you know, soldiers coming home and they're driving through these Southern towns and the, the, the sheriff pull them over, beat them up and then put them back in there and send them on their way. I've, I grew up hearing those stories because they were true. So anyway, so I downloaded this uh, Black Boston News. And so it showed you how the buildings were set up and how it was impossible for them to crumble down in their own footprint. And so what that started me doing was I started questioning and I started researching stuff online. I started researching stuff online and then I got introduced to Alice Jones. Now, there are people in my community that was already doing it, um, but they were more like concerned, like for, for instance, Steve Coakley. I was fortunate to actually see Steve Copley in person. I thought I cussed. That brother cursed every third word. And it was so funny. 
I was at the little gathering. He had his little his little fat chubby daughter, about twelve years old. She was she had the hat, you know, so to speak, and going around collecting the offering or the donations or whatever. And he was like, "My daughter's here, and I don't want to curse. So if anybody hears me curse, just let me know because my daughter's here." He said, "Just raise your hand." Everybody rose their hand because in that sentence he said about five cuss words. It was the funniest shit ever. Anyway, so he was more focused on the boule and and different, you know, you know, stuff like that. It wasn't it wasn't so much the federal government level, although he did hint, he did talk about that in some, but it was more or less, you know, who killed JFK. I mean, who killed, um, you know, Malcolm X or who killed Martha King, the Boule, that type of thing. That's what I knew about him. So anyway, Alex Jones. Alex Jones, he had Endgame, uh, different other documentaries. And so I started researching. And I literally would go through the, P, the, 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 the RFPs, the Request for Proposal. I would go into the government sites where they were asking, why are all these government agencies asking for a hollow point bullets? Like, I, the thing that... Are, it was Alice Jones mentioned this. Says, Let me check this out. So I go in there and check it out. And yeah, sure enough, uh, Noah, Noah, like the, the the weather people, if memory serves, they asked for like all these thousands of hollow point bullets, and uh, and all these different government agencies that that don't. I didn't think of having a security force. And if you did, why you need hollow points? Kind of a thing. And so I started researching because if you're not researching. It's an old phrase from the 60s, no research, no right to speak. And so I started researching this stuff. And uh, so then I had an idea in my head that, okay, well, this thing is going to collapse. They're going to lock down the people. But I didn't think it would happen. I'm not seeing it happening now. I'm not saying that because the reason why I'm not saying it is because I don't want to. (laughs) I don't want to. And the thing that that wasn't in my my you know ideas about this lockdown and the FEMA camps and all that kind of shit was the economy that like never entered my mind. Going back to my medicine, right? What happened if none of us go back to work again and we don't have no money? What's gonna happen to India? You know, some of this stuff I got on my desk is made in China. What happened if China? We're the biggest, we buy more shit than anybody on planet Earth. So I just don't see them locking us down because it will be like, it will be worse than the than the, than the subprime lending shit. Because at least it's subprime. Okay, I fucked up. Here's the keys to the house. I'm going into apartment. So you still, you know, participating in the economy. But if you keep this shit going till June or, or whatever, and people run out of savings. Then we stop buying. We start buying. That's when people start rioting. Now you say, well, that's why they got the National Guard here because they want them to be ready. Well, then the economy slows to a halt. What's going to happen to all? What's going to happen to the wealthy people? What, they're just going to take our stimulus package and run? You got to remember when the subprime thing hit, a lot of, a lot of people's uh, was hurt. The investment class, people who who bought some of these, you know, investment products, they were hurt. I felt like the world kind of learned their lesson. You know, even the powers that be kind of learned their lesson. So I don't think that this lockdown is going to last much longer. I think it's going to be over in April. Uh, Worst case, early May, because people got to get back to work. 
they got to get back to work. If we stop have, being able to afford to buy the stuff at the grocery stores, that's going to be a problem. That's going to be a problem. So I, I just don't think, but what it does expose on the macro level, you know, it's funny. We was kind of pissed off how FEMA responded to Katrina. And now this is, this is not like Katrina all over again, but it shows us once again that there's no money given for infrastructure to look out for the people. It's just none. And we need that again. We need that that kind of Theodore Roosevelt. Was it Theodore Roosevelt that built all this shit? The Hoover Dam and, and all the other kind of, the highway system. Was it him or was it Frederick? I, I can't remember. But we need that again. We really do. We need that again. And I, I, I don't know how we arrive at that place, but I know we need it. That's one. The other thing is, all of us probably wish we saved a little more. And so once we do go back to work and everything, I think this Christmas coming up is going to be the lowest spending Christmas ever because we still going to have that shit in the back of our mind because the summer is coming again. You know what I mean? I mean, the spring is coming the summer and it's spring and then the flu season. So we, we're going to be kind of trigger, you know, not trigger happy, but we're going to be gunshot. We're going to be, uh, we're going to be a little traumatized behind that. And I felt like we're going to go back to, the way America was before advertising, which is where you, you pay for what you could afford. You wasn't buying shit on credit or none of that kind of stuff. Um, you know, you was real conservative with your money. So maybe certain industries might be hit. You know, maybe the cruise industry might have a longer period of recovery because I'm not, I'd, be, I'd be insecure about taking a cruise. If I mean, look at us now. Back in the day, if somebody cough, you say, bless you. Now somebody cough and sneeze, you'd be like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like they got us all shook. I'm not like what these people say. Oh, this is the new normal. It'll never be. I'm not. No, it's not like that. It's going back the way it was. We're just going to be more informed. And I think for somebody to get my vote, they got to talk infrastructure. I don't want to care about no fucking gay rights. I don't want to hear nothing about no immigration. I don't want to hear about abortion. I don't want to hear none of that, that emotional hot button shit. I want to know, are you going to repair the roads? I want to know, are you going to make sure that you have uh, uh, ventilators and masks and medicine? I want to know, are you going to try to pressure the drug companies to start manufacturing in America? That America first don't mean nothing if it don't mean nothing. That's why, that's why, you know, that, that stuff was just that white uh, dog whistle, white racist rhetoric. Because if America first don't mean manufacturing, it don't mean shit. It don't mean shit. If, it, if it's not about manufacturing in-house, it don't mean shit. So... Just something to think about, family. I ran it so much, I don't even know what I just said. <laughs> All I know is that I'm sure some of y'all have been thinking the same thing. And maybe you didn't know exactly how to express it or whatever, but there it is. You and I are on the same page. Uh, this is Jonathan Soul, jonathansoul.com. I usually 
uh, talk about comics and stuff like that. But I've been a news hound for a minute, and uh, I can't not talk about this stuff, or else I go crazy. So I'm sharing my 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 angst with you guys, and hope that we connect and let you know you're not crazy. I've been thinking it too, and uh, we're gonna kind of move forward. You know, with a with a different kind of look. You know, those those little you know. We're going to be more conservative moving forward. All right. Take care of yourself and your family. Um, if you want to support the broadcast, I have a sci-fi novel called Malcolm Mars. Malcolm like the prophet, Mars like the planet. It's on Amazon. It's an ebook, So you don't got to worry about no germs or anything. And uh, you can get it. The Kindle app. I got an iPad and an Android phone. And uh, you can you can buy. I think it might be three or four bucks. And uh, three families uh, go to Mars and build a whole new life. Very fun, uh, serious at some points. Uh, it's more like a th- drama. I say it's fun because it was fun writing it. I mean, some parts, I was fucking crying because when I was writing it, I was kind of becoming the character as I was writing it. So, you know, somebody died or whatever, you know, I was fucking in the middle of a coffee house. That was rough. But anyway, the point I'm trying to make is it's a good book. It's the kind of book I wanted to write. And uh, to me, the center of the universe is the family. And for my universe, the black family. And so that's what that, that novel's about. All right. So if you want to support me, go there. Just look up Jonathan Soul, Malcolm Mars. You'll see it. Download it. Boom, you get it. And let me know. Give me a review. I got one review on there. It's, four, it's five stars. And so I appreciate that. So anyway, I love you guys. Take care. Be safe. Wash your hands. And uh, I hope all your dreams come true. Peace.